What up, everybody? It's your boy, George Becknell. I'm back with another episode of the Highly Opinionated Podcast, and it's a very, very special episode for uh, for two reasons. Uh, number one, this podcast is uh, dedicated to uh, to Kobe Bryant. You know, um, obviously, Kobe was uh, was tragically killed in a helicopter crash this past Sunday. Kobe, his daughter Gigi, and uh, seven other victims. So uh, my thoughts and prayers are with all the victims, uh, families, and uh, everybody who they touched. Um, and the second reason why it's a very, very uh, special episode is because I teamed up with a with a group of my close friends. Um, we do a podcast. It's not a sports podcast, but we do another podcast called The Reserve Man. And uh, we got together and just did one strictly on Kobe. And uh, I'd like to share that episode with you. So this episode will be, you know, the Reserve Man podcast. And we'll discuss our individual experiences, you know, watching Kobe or, you know, our favorite moments of Kobe and how Kobe uh, impacted each and every one of us. So uh, without any further ado, I'll play that uh, episode for you right now. I had a purpose. I wanted to be one of the best basketball players to ever play. And anything else that was outside of that lane, I didn't have time for. I made that deal with myself at 13 years old. So everything I saw, whether it was TV shows, whether it was books I read, people I talked to, everything was done to try to learn how to become a better basketball player. Everything. Everything. And so when you have that point of view, then literally the world becomes your library to help you to become better at your craft. We got another episode of the Reserve Man podcast, and it's a little different episode tonight because, uh, you know, it's a sad podcast, actually. Um, right. Unless you've been living under a rock, you've heard the news of uh, Kobe Bean Bryant and his daughter were uh, killed in a helicopter crash on Sunday, and uh, there were a total of nine people that lost their lives. It's just, it's just a real unfortunate event. Mm-hmm. Um, our thoughts and prayers go to Kobe's family and and the victim, other victims' family, right. and everybody that that Kobe touched. That's uh, that's that's hurt by this uh by this event. Um, I know a lot of us are Kobe fans. People respect Kobe. A lot of people weren't Kobe fans that I've seen. You know, uh, I'm one of them. Morning, you know, struggling yeah, with this. Definitely. But uh, I want to get everybody's reaction, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna start it off with Shag. Shag is probably the biggest Kobe fan I know, so I just kind of want to hear your thoughts and and what you think about uh, your favorite moment of Kobe's career. Well, I don't know if I can get to my favorite moment right now, just because it's still mm-hmm. like that was a big shock, and I wasn't initially a Kobe fan. I was a Kobe fan 
initially because I'm such a huge Laker fan. Mm-hmm. I became a huge Kobe fan because of how hard he has gone for the Lakers. And mm-hmm. he has the second running longest tenure at one city, on one team. The only person that beat him out was Dirk Nowitzki, really? who had 21 years yeah. in Dallas. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. And Kobe had the, has the longest tenure as a Laker. So I came because I loved the Lakers, I loved Kobe, but I loved Kobe even more because of how he always put the Lakers on his back. That how that extremely, extremely hard he played, and it's, it was just a big shock to me. Like I've never been a person to be extremely upset by any um, superstar or any, you know, he's passing away. Yeah. Anybody passing away, it, it it may have touched me, but mm-hmm. none. Because I didn't grow up with nobody idolizing nobody like I idolized Kobe and, you know, him going hard for my Lakers. So it's still very surreal. It, it, it don't seem real. It, it don't seem real to me either. Right. You know, um, that's that's major that you brought up the fact that he did play 20 years with the Lakers and then all those years in between the Shaq era and the era where he, you know, got him two more rings, mm-hmm. but the Lakers weren't really good and he was still right. just going in. Right. Even even if he did retire after his last ring, he would still be the fifth leading per he was he would be on in fifth place as far as people who have been on the team the longest. Right. That's 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 a lot of that's a lot of loyalty, man. But but you know, that's all that's good perspective, man. I always appreciate your Lakers perspective, you know? Right. Stan, what's 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 going on in your mind, man? What you um Man, you know me. Um, I was never a a Lakers fan. Mm-hmm. It's not that I didn't like Kobe. I always, I always respected Kobe. I remember having debates with people back in the day about, you know, Jordan and Kobe. And I would never like disparage Kobe. Or I always picked MJ. But mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've always had the respect for Kobe because he was the closest thing that I've ever seen to MJ. Mm-hmm. Like everything, like his shot, the way he played the game, his attitude, his competitiveness, everything. It was kind of mimic Jordan. And so I always respected him from that standpoint. I mean, I rooted against him because, like I say, I was never a Lakers fan. We had the Hornets at the time, and, you know, Kobe come to town and, you know, drop 40, 50 on us like it wasn't nothing. But, um, you know, I don't have any particular um, things that – oh, I would say a ton of things that stand out because there's so many things with with Kobe. Well, I'll, I'll talk about a couple things, though. Um, one, you know, I never played basketball in, in high school. And, you know, I remember when Kobe came into the league and how, like, confident he was, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, against grown men. You know, he came in with a a certain level of confidence about himself and competitiveness that I always, like, admired. And I I consider myself kind of not a hyper-competitive person, but I'm very competitive. And I do feel like he inspired me in a way to be that competitive. I know some of it just naturally comes from my mom. My mom's a competitive person. Um, but just seeing Kobe being that way at such a young age against, like I say, grown men, grown professional men, uh, was just something to see. And another thing I think about is when um, he told us Achilles. And, yeah. you know, he, he he wasn't like, you know, you got to come get, you know, caught me off the court and this, that, and the other. He took his free shot, uh, yeah, free throws, he, he I mean. He hit two free throws to tie the game. Hit two free throws and then walked off the court. And to me, he was just like a G for that, man, because I know one thing I complain about with the NBA now, or just in general, I feel this like. too soft. Too soft. 
you know, they need they need rest. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they got to monitor stuff and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, man, Kobe was out there every game. If he, Absolutely. If he was able to play, he, he played. played. And I always respected that. This stuff where they got to, you know, monitor how they, you know. Load management. Load, yeah, load management. Like, to me, that's just like the most ridiculous thing, man. Like, if you can play, you play. And I, th- I felt like Kobe, not only did he play because he knew he was just a competitor and he wanted to beat the man in front of him, I think he also understood the importance of, man, they have people that pay good money to see you play. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, yeah, you're an athlete, you're trying to win a championship, but you're also an entertainer to a certain degree. And you owe it to the people who are help funding your, your salaries. Right. And I felt like he always was cognizant of that. And, you know, he made it a point to go out and show out every time he was on the court. And so, like I said, while I was never um, a Lakers fan per se, um, I always respected Kobe. And, and this one, like you say, Shag, um, I'm not really a you know emotional guy like that. Um, you know, I haven't you know really tripped about too many like professionals passing away. I remember Michael Jackson passed. I mean, I was sad, of course, because memories I had of Michael when I was a kid, um, and just other you know other celebrities. Even like, like, you know, Pac or Biggie and stuff like that. But like this one did, it just hit different. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it definitely hit different. Because, you know, another reason I think I admired Kobe was because off the basketball court, you know, well, I wouldn't just say off, but with the Mamba mentality and how he was on the court, but also how he was like off the court. And I felt like this, that was just inspiration for people to kind of attack anything they do in life. And I think that's why one reason why he was relatable. Uh, because, like, I really just saw Kobe being a billionaire. Like, I felt like it was just destined for him to become a billionaire. Yeah. Uh, he was a real smart dude, and just the way he conducted himself, like, I was just like, I mean, off the court, I, I actually started liking Kobe a lot more. Right. You know, because I'm like, he was somebody I could see I want to be like Kobe. And, um, you know, it also, and I, the last thing I'll say is it also hit different mainly because his daughter was involved. Oh, you know? yeah, that, that was sad. And um, I remember, you know, seeing the news and they were um, reporting initially that it could have been all all his daughters. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, damn, that's, that's, you know, I hope I hope that's not the case. And, um, you know, to see that it was his daughter and then there were two other, you know, two, two of her teammates and their family members that, that passed as well. I mean, it's just... It's just sad, you know, I think as a, I mean, I'm not a father, but I would think as a father, you know, I guess a fear that you would have is that you couldn't be there for your kids or protect them. And in that moment, yeah, I feel like he he probably, he felt like he probably couldn't do that. And to me, that was just kind of heartbreaking to even think about that because I know, I mean, I would never want to be in that position. Man, somebody said that Kobe, Kobe died holding his daughter, like, I don't know how true that is. I don't know how you can tell, obviously, right. from based on what happened. But they say they, you know, he was holding her as they went down. Well, I guess because people would imagine that's what a father would do in right. that situation yeah, I, I, if you I, I did see it coming. Yeah. But we don't know that. We would like to think that's what happened right. because of how much love he did have for his daughters. That right. that was, you know, we're not supposed to have a favorite, but you know that was. That Probably the, clearly his yeah. favorite because she was she, the one who picked up the rock. His, yeah, she right. shared his love for the game, and you know she sat courtside mm-hmm. with him 
The other girls were they had he has an older daughter and she's more like her mom. Mm-hmm. But she was the one who picked up the rock and wanted to be just like her dad. She sat right. courtside with him. She she laughed and joked with him. Mm-hmm. He she played on for his for his team that was coached by, right. you know, his friend mm-hmm. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So you could tell they shared a special bond. So right. you know that in that moment, if they knew they were gonna die, he probably did anything he could right. to, to, comfort. to comfort her. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So Jay, I'm coming to you, man. What's, what's, what's on your mind when it comes to Kobe? Uh, I'm similar to Stan. I, I was never a Kobe fan. Uh, I probably, I was never a Lakers fan. <laughs> I, I probably was a little tough on Kobe early on. Cause yeah, you just you just watch your mouth. Cause they, <laughs> cause they compared him to Jordan, and I was such a huge Jordan fan. Right. But I came to have an appreciation for Kobe uh, in a sense that like along the lines of what Stan was saying, uh, since Mike left, he's probably the closest thing that you'll find as far as mentality-wise. Mm-hmm. I- I'm not as huge on LeBron as a lot of people are because he doesn't have that killer instinct and, and self-motivation right. that Michael had and Kobe had. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no one else in this generation of players seems to have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, not like they did, right? You know, uh, and it's it's not just basketball. You know, I'm sure he had that same philosophy and motivation towards whatever he did in life, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we can all learn from that. You know, uh, we all excel in things that we do if we brought that kind of tenacity to it, right? Yeah, man. I, my experience with Kobe is a little different. You know, like. Kobe got drafted when we were in seventh grade, you know, mm-hmm. or that summer going into seventh grade, I think. And I just thought Kobe was, like, the coolest thing, you know. Like, he was 17. He was in the league. Um, he was in the dunk contest, won the mm-hmm. dunk contest. He grew his hair. I remember I got my mom to buy me a pair of uh, Adidas um, sweat wind pants with the three <laughs> stripes on the side because that's what, that's what Kobe wore back then, you right. know. So, because I thought Kobe was the coolest guy, you know, like. Even, he though, was, you, even though you were a Jordan fan. Even though I was a Jordan mm-hmm. fan, I thought Kobe was cool, you know, because I felt like he was relatable because he was young. Like, Jordan was all, when I started watching basketball, Michael Jordan was in his prime already. Right. So, but I was always relating to Kobe a little bit more because Kobe was on shows like All That. He was on Moesha. Mm, I remember that. You know, he took was, Brandon to prom. He, he, right. he took Brandon to prom, you know, like, dude. So, he was like. He was like a kid in the NBA, and I kind of identified with that. And, uh, you know, I was a Bulls fan. Once Mike retired, I watched the Lakers for a little bit because I'm an LSU guy. And when I was a kid, my dad made me watch Shaq. Right. So I watched Shaq. And then when Shaq and Kobe had their beef, I kind of sided with Shaq. And I was yeah. like, man, I the hell with Kobe, man. You know, he, <laughs> but, to, but to tell you that, man – Kobe was so big, I picked my football number based on Kobe number. I took, Dog, that, I took an eight as a wide receiver <laughs> because of Kobe. Ain't got nothing to hey, do with basketball. Hey, Kobe, Kobe, Kobe was cool, but I, I stopped liking Kobe. You stopped it, liking it, Kobe it, it, because of Shaq. But let me tell you what Shaq did. Shaq, because Kobe died, Shaq weighed something within itself. And I'm, I'm going to send y'all the article. He called all his friends he had a beef with, and he said, I'm not doing this no more. Anything petty, I'm going to put that aside. Mm-hmm. Cause he regrets the even though they eventually squashed it, they had a mm-hmm. little beef again in 2019. But 
he said he regret having that long-standing feud with Kobe because eventually it wasn't worth it. Like, look at the people that's around you that you may be beefing with. A little, you had mm-hmm. a little spat with. Mm-hmm. If they died, would that thing that you're fighting over still matter? Right. Or would you be hurting because that person is gone? Yeah, if you don't care if they're gone, if it's that big a problem and you don't care that they're gone, then maybe you have a legitimate beef. But if that person that you have an attitude, a misunderstanding with, or have a long-standing feud with today, if they died, would you regret having a feud or having a nah, petty they, beef? No, nah, I agree with that. And I, I just think about I just think about the mentality of Kobe, man. Like I remember the, the Utah series. Like I was watching that series. When he kept taking the last the last shot at the end, he kept, shot like four air balls, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Man, why is why is Kobe shooting the ball? Man, right. look, give it to give it to Shaq, Eddie right. Jones, right. somebody else that's not airballing these shots." Mm-hmm. But he he really like wanted to take the shot. He wanted that moment. He embraced you know the mean? moments. He embraced it, mm-hmm. and and it's crazy, you know, because I always love my parallels in sports. For his last game to be against the Utah Jazz, completely mm-hmm. different team, obviously, right. 20 years apart. And dropped a 60-piece. It dropped a 60-piece. Man, I must have watched that game on YouTube. Multiple times. Like huh? 50 times. <laughs> you know, just just how, like, he just left everything on the court. So, like, Kobe, he was one of the guys, man, that uh, I started liking when I, when I got older again, mm-hmm. you know, because we watch people. We always talk about, like, LeBron. You know, I brought up LeBron and uh, – you know, LeBron is a physical specimen, but we always talk about, but will LeBron be able to adapt when his athleticism fades? Mm-hmm. And when Kobe's athleticism started to fade, I was like, bro, Kobe's mechanics? Mm-hmm. Oh, unreal. I mean, Kobe might be the most mechanically sound basketball player to ever walk this earth. I mean, his form on his jumper was perfect. His, his, his footwork was perfect. Like, he did everything so mechanically sound. And I don't think he gets credit for that because he took some shots that weren't necessarily high percentage shots. Right. But, man, his, I, I just remember his mechanics, bro. Like, he, right. was, he was that dude, man. So, uh, so where would you rank Kobe all time? Where would I rank Kobe all time? Well... See, that's, that, 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 that's, that's a tough that, one. That, that, that's hard because, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I can make arguments to say that he's top five, but um, I can also put, you know, other players above him. But, um, I think I got a few. I could put at least a few players above him that I, I don't know. It's, it's just a hard. It's a really, really hard uh, question for me. Um, but if I just had to say, I would just say top five. Definitely behind Jordan. I will put him in front of LeBron, even though I think LeBron is a more all-around talented player and can do more. Um, if I'm picking, you know, I need somebody to take that last shot. I need somebody to, you know, motivate the team, be on everybody, you know, hold everybody to a certain standard. I'm picking Kobe, you know, because I feel like Kobe, if you ain't, you ain't playing right, he's going to come in and slap you. You know, just kind of like Jordan would do, you know. So, um, and I feel like I have a similar mentality as Kobe. Mm-hmm. And so, as if I was a GM, I mean, I would be picking Kobe. Yeah, man, they, they just had a story where Lou Williams told a story when he was on the Lakers. Um, they got blown out against against the uh, Trailblazers. Mm-hmm. 
and Kobe went in the locker room and took, took everybody's shoes. shoes <laughs> took everybody's shoes that wore Kobe's shoes. Right. And was like, man, y'all soft. Y'all don't need to wear this. <laughs> you know, with his mentality. Yeah, but that, that video, you saw the one about um, when he was like, this is why we lost 20 games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, dude's mentality was just different, man. And I just, I just really respected that. I mean, you know, I think in society now, I hate the fact that everybody gets a – that's nothing that stands up. Everybody gets like a, a second or third place trophy. Mm-hmm. And I remember he highlighted his his team, his little co- team he was coaching. He he, he, he clowned them. And he was like <laughs> the, the, the fourth place, the fourth place winners or something <laughs> like that. With that, that, that yeah. emoji, that side eye emoji. Yeah. And so he was clowning them because you could tell he didn't respect the fact that they were fourth place. And he was like, we got to do better. Absolutely. And people were like on his case about it. But I'm just like, nah. If my child was like fourth place, I mean, I'm gonna always encourage him, of course. But at the end of the day, you ain't winning. We, we ain't celebrating fourth place, <laughs> right? You, you know? need to be motivated to work harder, right? You know, so you can be better. So the reason I put them up, and you know, we're not supposed to be comparing them no more, especially since LeBron has to not be compared. I, well, I, well, but, I, you with that, but I'm like yeah, LeBron, you gotta be quiet with yeah, that. Yeah, and I'm gonna respect him in the moment because he was grieving, but right. they don't have the same mentality to me. Kobe and Jordan, they got that mentality that as a teammate, you don't want to come back to them and disappoint them. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, if you disappoint LeBron, you you just be like, hey, I disappointed you. Oh, well. Yeah, I I agree with that, bro. In in overall impact, man, Kobe's death has opened up my eyes to a lot. Yeah, Because, you know, I'm watching the Pro Bowl, you know, how terrible that was, but I was watching it. And and they stopped the Pro Bowl. You know, they – Going the news about Kobe, everybody doing tributes to Kobe in football. Mm-hmm. You cut regular TV, everybody's talking about Kobe, mm-hmm. and and you know my my favorite Lego has always been Magic, right? right? And Magic came out and was just like, hey man, the greatest Lego. Magic, is gone. Magic Johnson called him the greatest yeah. Laker of yeah. all time. Yeah. See, you be putting Magic a little bit too high hey, for me, but but, but you know, you if know. Magic say Kobe's greater than him, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to defer to Magic. Right. So. You know, if I had to put, you know, the answer to Jay question, you know, obviously for me, Michael Jordan is always going to be number one. Mm-hmm. But this is how crazy it was when Howard dropped it in the group. Everybody, what? Well, my first thing was, man, you lying. That's yeah. a fake article. That's how unbelievable it was. Yeah, that's how it was, too. Everybody, the first time you heard it, mm-hmm. it had to be fake news. Like Trump said, that's fake news. Right. Yeah, that, that's how it was, too. But but you know Mike is my Mike is my number one. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I don't think necessarily like people put LeBron over Kobe, and I mm-hmm. think that's a little bit premature. Yeah, you know LeBron don't have five rings. LeBron wasn't the the defensive type of player that Kobe was. You know, um, so I don't necessarily put LeBron ahead. I mean, of Kobe. he got twelve all defensive players. Mm-hmm. Kobe. Oh, how about to say? I know LeBron don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, all right, so even even there, I'm picking Kobe just off of, even though LeBron might be more athletic, mm-hmm. have more athletic ability, he's bigger, faster, stronger. It's that mentality at the end of who you want to take the last shot. And that's it. That, and that's I saw, and he's a, I, didn't want Le, I didn't want LeBron to be a Laker because of how he played everywhere else. Mm-hmm. He didn't have that same, and I fought Y'all know how mad I was when he became a Laker. Mm-hmm. I support him now because he's a Laker, but I did not want him to come to the Lakers because he didn't have that it factor. Because I saw LeBron go to the bench when his team is down by 30. Mm-hmm. Kobe didn't care. 
Kobe still in there firing up shots. Two minutes left, he down by 30. He playing like they down by two. Right. Like they down by three. It's a, yeah. it's a, we can always win this mentality with made you fall in love with this game. He was never going to quit on you. He was going to go out there and shoot with the broken fingers, which he played in games with the broken fingers. That's what, like Stan say, people too soft these days. He's he's going out there with the splint on his fingers and still shooting, mm-hmm. still firing up the J. Right. So so for me, I think Kobe's clearly top three. If you want to put Kareem Abdul-Jabbar ahead of Kobe, mm-hmm. just all time, that's fine. I'm fine with that. But Kobe, Kobe to me is better than everybody not named Michael Jordan. I was going to say, um, arguably for me, it might be Mike, Kareem, then Kobe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I think that's fair, you know. I think mm-hmm. that's fair. You know, so I mean, our generation didn't grow up watching Kareem, but if you looked at some old footage, checked out his yeah. stats. Well that skyhook was unstoppable. Right. Unstoppable. Especially if you go look at that that tenth time in Milwaukee. Oh right. yeah. He was better in Milwaukee than he was in LA to me. <clears throat> yeah, he was younger. True. Right. Am I bad? I didn't realize I was cutting off your top fives. <laughs> no, that's a, well, well, the thing about it, man, you know, the end, the purpose of this is to honor Kobe. Mm-hmm. So, so I was running it, but I felt like you was honoring him. So it's all good. So I, I feel like you know, let's uh, let's get everybody's favorite Kobe moment. Uh, I mean, it's like I said earlier. I mentioned the um, when he tore his Achilles and he he, t- he took the two free throws and then he walked off the court. Um, that that definitely stood out to me. Um, then I think recently, one thing that stood out to me, I saw him doing an interview, and then he was talking about, um, you know, his kids. And mm-hmm. he was saying that, um, you know, he definitely, you know, he's busy. He He's on the road, you know, for, you know, five days or two weeks at, at a time when he's on doing road trips and stuff like that. And he was talking about the fact that his wife was like, oh, well, we in town. Like, you know, I still can go pick up the kids mm-hmm. and this, that, and the other. And he was like, no. I'm gonna pick up the kids, right? Because, but he was saying it because he he cherished any time he could get, you know, with his kids, and so um, I don't know, man. I just I just kind of admired that about him. Uh, it would have to be one of the playoff game winners because that was his mentality. He always wanted to take. Was it 2006 against the Suns or was that the? Um, I'm pretty sure that was the Suns. Yeah, he had one against the Suns. You're talking about in in the white jerseys where he kind of like mm-hmm. moved his jersey mm-hmm. to show his chest. Show his, and show his heart, yeah. Yeah. And, but not, and, mo- and most recently, some of his wins with, you know, trusting his teammates to knock down the big shots, the, the Derek Fisher passes, because Derek Fisher was clutch for them. And he pushed everybody to be better. And one of my favorite things about is after he hit that dagger on you, he gonna hit that little grimace that we all hate. He hit, hit that little lip, bite that little. <laughs> gonna walk down the, the court. You, you know, my boy had ice in his veins, and I'm I'm truly gonna miss watching him play. Watching, you know, the things he had going with charities and his daughters, and because I think that was huge for him to go. He didn't he didn't stop playing basketball because he didn't have sons. He started mm-hmm. teaching women mm-hmm. to play. And I think his daughter would have been a little killer in the game, and she probably would have had a major shoe deal with Nike eventually. Yeah, but, I think I think she would have been one of those revolutionary athletes that would have kind of brought the WNBA to the forefront. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see that from her. But uh, if I, I think about my favorite Kobe moments, you know, I think about two two come to mind. You know, I think about you know on one of my favorite players of all time. 
he he crossed up Scotty in mm-hmm. the playoffs in the Western Conference Finals and uh, threw the lob to Shaq. And mm-hmm. to me, that was kind of like, okay, I'm here. Like, I'm mm-hmm. I'm a big-time player and making big-time moments. And then my second one is, uh, you know, his, his Jersey retirement speech. You know, when I was going through some things in my career with, you know, kind of, you know, taking a step back, and I would listen to that speech like every day where he was talking about the journey. And uh, he said he, he said to his little girls, look, I really want y'all to understand this is not the dream. The dream is waking up every morning, working out, wake, working out late, staying mm-hmm. up late. Mm-hmm. The dream is in the journey. And if you fall in love with the journey, you uh, your dreams won't come true. Something greater will. And mm-hmm. then he pointed at his jerseys. And for me, that was just so motivating to kind of just let me know that, you know, everything is about the journey. It's not, it's all temporary. Right. You know, so you can kind of be one place one day and eventually move forward to a level of significance. You know what I mean? So that was huge for me. So that's my, that's my favorite. To piggyback off you, you know, I kind of feel like his mentality work-wise is why I work in something that I love because he never felt like basketball was work. Yep. Because he loved it. I agree. He he never felt like the 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 practice was work. He never felt like putting you know training was work. He felt like it was what he had to do to be the best at what he loved, and he loved being the best. And I think that's why everybody loves Kobe. But with that being said, uh, you know, rest in rest in peace, Kobe. Um, you will be missed. You touch people that weren't basketball fans, and uh, yeah. Anybody else? Anything? Nah, brother. I think you said it all. All right. And we out. All right, peace.